Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. He is the Spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. Now I'll leave it there and I want to say a word to you. The only sin that will send you to hell is the sin of refusing to accept Jesus as your Savior. I don't care about all the other sins. That isn't what sends you to hell. The only sin that sends you to hell is the one that can only save you. To ask Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins. That's the only sin. We, we know that from John 14. That is the sin that will separate people from heaven for hell. Do you ever feel like it's you against the world? Like every day you wake up and you walk right into the battlefield? Take heart, Christ follower. You are not walking into battle by yourself. There will always be people, circumstances, and influences that threaten to destroy your relationship with God. But God is walking through this life with you. We need to learn to be dependent on Him and His strength, not ours. We're weak and will often fall to those temptations. But when we lean on God and His Word, we will have all the weapons we need to fight the battle against Satan. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, with our continuing study entitled, Don't Love the World. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. That's the daily prayer that we're supposed to pray. Don't, Matthew 6, 13, don't let us yield to the temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. Uh, To be honest, we should be praying that a few times a day, because we're all tempted during the day. So, look at me. There's no way to escape temptation. You can't escape it. You can't go anywhere. But... We can always defeat it. We can always defeat it. Now, go back to 1 John chapter 4, 1 John chapter 4, and I want you to go to verse 4, and then I'm going to give you four keys this morning, all of our campuses. First key you want to write is this. Learn to be God-dependent and not self-sufficient. Learn to be God-dependent and not self-sufficient. Now, why should I do that? Look at 1 John 4.4. 4. You, dear children, Christians, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you, God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, is greater than the one who is in the world. So the only way to defeat Satan and his temptations is to be God-dependent. See, I am no match for Satan without God. But it's the one who lives in me is greater than Satan. You put me in a room with Satan without God, I'm a loser every time. You say, oh no, Pastor Mark, I've been a Christian a long time, I'm mature, I can beat him. You're an idiot. 
you'll be toast. The tentacles will wrap you up and spit you out. We've all tried it. It doesn't work. But I don't have to have any fear. But Pesmark, all those demons are around. Greater is he that's in me. Now the key is, some of you, he's not in you yet. You're in trouble. So greater is he. So I can't be this self-sufficient kind of a guy. You have God living in you. I don't have to fear. Greater is Jesus, the Holy Spirit, God living in me. In fact, last week, John wrote to those young people. Remember what he said to the young people? He said, I'm proud of you because you have overcome the evil one. Yeah, proof. It works. It works. So number two, I have to learn to be content. Number two, with what we have because God is enough. Now, remember one of those temptations that we talked about. One of those temptations is the lust of the eyes, the desire to have more and more and more and more. But notice what Paul says in Philippians 4. I have learned, process, how to be content with whatever I have. I want to talk to you quickly about three things you need to be content with. What we have who God made us, and where God has us. Number one, what we have. I already told you satisfaction is just making sure you're okay with what you have at this particular time. Doesn't mean we can't want to have other things, but if you can't be satisfied with what you have today, you won't be satisfied when you get the new thing a day after today. See, we have to live content. Otherwise, dissatisfaction rules. Next, I have to be content with who God made me. I can't be Billy Graham. I can't be Greg Laurie. I can't be Mark Driscoll. I just have to be me. And that's all God asked me to be. Who he has me to be and his purposes. You have to be you. Quit trying to compare yourself to somebody else. There's always somebody way better, smarter, richer, better looking than you. And there's always people less. Hello. Oh, you get up in the mirror and go, man, I wish I was that person. I wish I could do that. I wish I What a miserable life. Just enjoy today with who God made you. Why can you do that? Let me, rest- Here, let me tell you why you can do that. Because you're accepted, you're secure, you're adequate, you're gifted, and you're useful, and your life has purpose. Because God made you. you. You see, now I know some of you are saying, well, where God has me. Pastor Mark... I know in about a month it's going to be 90 every day in this lousy place. So I want to go to Denver. I'm not happy here. I'll just have one question for you. Is that where God wants you? Well, I don't really care. I just want to get out of this stuff. Really? Do you have a job here? Oh, yes, I have a job. Any jobs in Denver? I've tried. There's no jobs. But I'm going. Say stupid with me. Right now, just say stupid with me. <laughs> stupid. Is that a wise move? No. If God wants you in Denver, he'll open a door. If not, then be content here. Well, it's 90. So? Do you understand what I'm saying? Come on. Half the world doesn't even, you can't go to bed with food. And we're fussing because it's 90? Or a million other things that we have. Be content with who you are, what you have, and how God's made you. Let's enjoy life together, huh? Let's just enjoy life together. (laughs) By the way, you already heard, contentment's only found in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Once you have that, the rest of the stuff doesn't really matter. Number three, learn the word. Learn that the word is a powerful weapon. It is the weapon of choice, spiritually. You have to know it, and then you have to obey it. Ephesians 
6.17. Take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Our primary weapon is the Word of God. In fact, Jesus' weapon to resist temptation was the very Word of God. Satan is always trying to dilute it, to deny it, discredit it. So we need to learn the truth of Scripture so I can respond to the lies of Satan. Now here's some things that Satan will whisper in your ear. This is the way the world thinks, and this is what you have to understand that the Word of God doesn't say that. Here's what he'll say. It's okay, everybody's doing it. He'll lie to you this. Don't change today. Later's fine. You'll hear this, go ahead, nobody will know. Ask that to the man in our opening story. Didn't matter if his wife ever knew, he knew. And by the way, nothing is hidden from our God. He said, well, Pastor Mark, I've never committed adultery in my life. Let's go back to the heart again. The website that's currently on your computer that you sit in front of, men and women, that is committing adultery. Who put it there? See, in the old days, you had to go to a store, brown bag, a whole field, sneak around. Today, in the comfort of our home, when a spouse or friend is gone, there it is. Satan will say, nobody will know. God knows, and you know. So you never see the outcome of it. And the outcome is disaster. Is it tempting? Well, sure it's tempting. We're sexual. It's a great desire within marriage. You'll hear this one. It's worth it. You know you want it. I may want it, but I've discovered it's not worth it. So what does the Bible say about some of those? Let me share with you three things. All pleasures of sin are only temporary. Yep, in the moment, it's fantastic, but it's temporary. Number two, sin always has negative consequences. You choose to sin, eventually you will suffer. Whatever you sow, you will reap. Number three, our sin eventually will be exposed. If not by any human, for sure by God. Well, how do we handle this then? How do we handle this, the word of God? Well, let's take a look at Jesus. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. And watch the, the third temptation, which is about pride. Watch what, watch what Jesus does. How it works. It's, it's a beautiful picture. In Matthew 4.10, Jesus said to him, to Satan, in this 40 days of confrontation... Away from me, Satan. Look at the verse. All of our campuses. For it is written. Jesus is quoting from Deuteronomy 6. For it is written. Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Jesus used the word of God to tell Satan, no. He walked off the old tentacle of pride. See, Satan was saying, make a name for yourself. No, he was going to the cross. He knew why he was here. He knew the purpose. Remember, temptation is to get you away from the will of God in your life. He would not give in. Jesus was able to resist it because he knew the word, but not just the... A lot of people do this. Pastor Mark, when Satan comes out, I just quote the word at him. That's good. But you have to submit to the word that you're quoting. 
Jesus didn't just quote the word and go, okay, now how do I, how do I get my attention here? How, how do I become the prime thing? No, no, no. You have to submit to the will of God. Now, let me ask you a question. How many of you think Satan would ever be back to tempt Jesus again? How many think he, Satan would be back again, okay? So here's a key for you. Look at verse 11. It says, and then Satan left him. He left him. Do you think he ever came back to tempt him again? Many times. I would say many times daily. We know in the garden he tempted him. We know lots of places. To, so let me give you a clue. You already heard this early on. How long are you going to have to fight this battle with the word? Forever. Every day. Remember, it's not an outward thing. It's not a prideful thing. I quoted the devil the word and he had to flee, man. I'm powerful. You're in trouble. You're self-sufficient. You're prideful. Now, the reason you defeated him, because God lives in you. Anything that's done in this church, in any aspect, that is worth anything eternally, has nothing really to do with me. All glory and honor goes to God. And it's the same in your life. The minute you begin thinking it's about you, you've already lost. Pride's an ugly thing. Careful. Be very careful. Now, Verse 4, number 4. Learn to keep on being filled with the Holy Spirit. How do I know that's true? Well, just before these 40 days of temptation, Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit. The next thing that happens is the Spirit leads him into the wilderness. I have to learn to keep on being filled with the Holy Spirit. Let me read you a little story. A little boy was trying with all his might to move a huge stone. His muscles were bulging and there was perspiration on his face. He's doing everything he can. His father, who was watching him, said to him, Son, are you really using all your strength? And the little boy said, Yes, Daddy, I'm using all of my strength. And his dad said, Son, you're not. You haven't asked me to help you. We have not because we ask not. You can't do this alone. Notice Ephesians 6.10. Finally, be strong in the Lord. And in his mighty power. Sometimes we give in because we simply, like the little boy, haven't asked our heavenly father to help us. I got this, God, no problem. No, you don't. No, I don't. Everyone knows this. I wish I could say to you this morning, I can give you some biblical disciplines that will help you defeat the tentacles of Satan. Well, I know that you can read the word, and I know you can pray, and that's good. But to be very honest, at the end of the day, I need one thing. I need the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, the ability of man is not equal to the power of God. You cannot do this in your spiritual maturity. You and I must simply submit to the Holy Spirit and be filled with that Holy Spirit. Come under his influence. Paul knew this truth. And he wrote it this way. Look at Galatians 5.16. So I say, live by the Spirit, come under his influence, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. What does this prove? It just means that when I come under his influence, God will empower me to do his will, to accomplish what he wants in my life. Now, I'm going to stop for a moment. I don't want anybody putting anything away. I don't want anybody moving for the next five minutes. I don't want anybody doing anything. Just sit still and look at me, all of our campuses. There comes a day when you need to think about where you came from 
in where you are this morning. Many of you are Christians at all our campuses. And I'm going to show you and remind you where you came from and then how you got here. Because every single one of us got here the same by God's grace. You didn't go looking for God. God, the hound of heaven, came looking for you. And some of you, I'm going to read you a passage this morning. You're going to see it on the overhead. The first few verses is a picture of all of us at one time. And then I'm going to show you how that changed. But some of you have never changed yet. So you're still in the first category. You're still being ruled by Satan. You still have sins that separate you from a holy God. And you'll never be good enough to change that. The first picture is the picture of Satan and the picture of the kingdom of Satan. And the end result of that, sa- that kingdom is a place called hell. Okay, now, Pastor Mike, I heard some of the stuff. is okay. Then the minute you mention it, I'm not like into hell. I'm glad. You don't want to be into hell. Jesus spoke about hell as much, if not more, than heaven. It's real. Well, and I don't like a God that forces you to go to hell. No, whoa, 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 whoa. He never forces anybody. It's your choice. When Satan fell, it was his choice. He chose. You don't want to choose. So understand, the first four or five verses I'm going to talk about this morning are all about the world, how you were born, how I was born. And if I don't change from that, the destination's already figured. It's separation from God forever. But then the next session is about God. And I'm not going to give an altar call this morning, like raise your hand or stand. I do that normally. But here's what I'm going to do this morning. God's been speaking to you in all our campuses. When I finish these verses, I'm going to pray. Then we're going to leave. And I want you, if you've never been saved, if you've never had your sins forgiven, if you don't have a personal relationship with God, I want you at all our campuses at the end of the service, you just come down. I'll be right here. You just get in line. Say, Pastor Mark, I want, I want my sins to be forgiven. And here's all we're going to do. I'll, we'll pray with you. We'll give you a Bible. We'll get you started. You're, there's no membership in this church. But you don't want to leave this building not knowing where your destination is. We all entered the world the same. Sinners. The old flesh ruled us. We entered in the kingdom of Satan. That's why Jesus came. To seek and save that which is lost. One of the things Satan's already saying to you right now is, well, he's right, but later. Wrong decision. Wrong decision. Let me just say this, and not to scare you at all. This world is not getting better how bad it's going to get, you're going to be shocked. But when it's dark, a little bit of light shines brightly. And Jesus is the light of the world. He'll change your life. So let's look where we all came from. Here we go. Ephesians chapter 2. Watch this. Once you were dead, dead spiritually, because of your disobedience and your many sins. Every single person who listened to me all started the every person outside this building every person when i go to asia every single person i meet started this way every person since the beginning of time once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins now you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world now this is one you're going to fight with you were obeying the devil the commander of the powers here we go in the un seen world but real he is the spirit at work and here we go salvation is not of the head it's of the heart he 
is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. Now, I'll leave it there, and I want to say a word to you. The only sin that will send you to hell is the sin of refusing to accept Jesus as your Savior. I don't care about all the other sins. That isn't what sends you to hell. The only sin that sends you to hell is the one that can only save you. To ask Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins. That's the only sin. We, we know that from John 14. That is the sin that will separate people from heaven for hell. Now, how many of you in all of our campuses right now remember those days when you were captured in sin? Come on, how many remember those days? Was it fun sometimes? Come on. Yeah, it was. How many used to drink like crazy? It was fun drinking, wasn't it? How about the next morning? <laughs> How many remember those? Come on, how many remember those? Yeah, praise God, just give me a big kiss. Well, not right now. (laughs) How many remember the day you knew you needed to change? How many remember? Because God had been speaking to you. And you'd probably heard the gospel lots of times, but it didn't click. But finally, look at the next part of the verse now. What's the first two words you see? But God. Notice it didn't say, well, then Mark came to his senses and he decided to get saved and just kind of do this thing right. No, without God, we're still in the first chapter. But God is so rich in his mercy. When he looked down and saw Mark Balmer, he said, that's a keeper. Let me have him. There ain't a keeper in the room. None. Rich in his mercy. What's mercy mean? Don't deserve it. And he loved us so much. God so loved, notice, the world that we're talking about this morning. That even though we were dead, spiritually, because of our sins, he gave us what? Say it with me. Life. Eternal life. When he raised Christ from the dead. A couple weeks, we'll, have, we'll talk about this one. Well, Pastor Mike, I believe in God, but I don't believe in Jesus. You cannot get saved. I'll prove it to you. Impossible to get saved. Because the solution to my sin is Jesus. When he raised Christ from the dead. Here we go. Let's read it together. All of our campuses now. Here we go. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. Could I hear an amen in the house? Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to me my personal salvation, so rich and so free. I hope you're thankful that you're in phase two. It was never about you. It was always about God. And he who began a good work in you, he's going to finish it. Pastor Mark gave us four steps to combat the temptations that Satan throws our way. We should learn to be God-dependent and not self-sufficient. God is enough. We should learn to be content with what we have. God gave us His Word. We need to use the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And finally, we need to keep on being filled with the Holy Spirit. He's given us these weapons. It's our choice whether we use them or not. You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. 
Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. And today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Saturday nights at 6 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. Now be sure and tune in next time as we continue with this series, Know That You Know. We will learn about the ending of the world. Pastor Mark will challenge us to live for today, and that means live for God every moment of every day. There is a lot of work to do before Jesus comes back, and as Christ followers, we must be busy doing the will of God. Pastor Mark will tell us how we can know exactly what the will of God is. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His word made flesh in a hurting world A new hope He is giving Lord, let us hear your lessons for living